homily for the first Sunday of Lent. St. Mary's Church, Grand Forks, February 21st, 2021. Many of you remember the classic TV show, Hee Haw. I'll maybe calling it a classic as going too far, but it was a staple in the Gross household growing up. Anyway, there was a scene in which a man stumbles into Dr. Caldwell's office in obvious pain. The doc asks him what's wrong, and the man tells him, Doc, I think I broke my arm in two places. The doc replies, Doggone it, from now on, stay out of them places. If only the problem of temptation were that simple. Jesus confronts the human experience of temptation in today's gospel. And every year on the first Sunday of Lent, we hear a version of this story. St. Mark doesn't lay out the dialogue in which the devil dares Jesus to jump from the peak of the temple or turn stones into bread. Instead, Mark's version is spare and streamlined. He does throw in one dramatic detail, though. We hear that the Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert. What can we make of this? The language shows that Christ approached this 40-day period of preparation with urgency. To him, it was not an elective adventure or fun and games. Time after time, Jesus would disguise his divine majesty by submitting to sufferings he would not have had to face. In this, he teaches us how to persevere in the midst of those sufferings that we cannot avoid. In his book, Jesus of Nazareth, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI had this to say about the trials and temptations that we encounter. He wrote, In order to mature, in order to make real progress on the path leading from a superficial piety into profound oneness with God's will, we need to be tried. Just as the juice of the grape has to ferment in order to become a fine wine, so too we need purifications and transformations. They are dangerous for us because they present an opportunity for us to fall, and yet they are indispensable as paths on which we come to God. We hear in the book of Genesis that God made a covenant with Noah after the flood, promising that no such natural disaster would again wipe out all of humanity. St. Peter in today's second reading reminded us that the great flood prefigured the work of baptism in the church. Just as God decreed that the world's sin had to be obliterated and could not coexist with his creation, so his sanctifying grace removes the corruption of original sin. Whether you were baptized at this parish or not, we ought to look upon the baptismal font when we come here with grateful, even exultant hearts. The baptismal font is our ark, our means of rescue, delivering us from harm. Rather than to abide the tempter's presence, Christ has given us a remedy that casts him out. And yet there are many times when we don't feel all that victorious. Our weakened human nature has a sort of sluggishness that can render us slow to dispel temptations. The technical term for this condition is concupiscence. Theologians have also referred to this as tender for sin. Concupiscence is the kindling that, when even a small flame hits it, causes the bonfire to roar. 
whereas the world will either persuade us to turn a blind eye to temptation or claim that it's not as bad as it seems, Jesus goes an entirely different direction. He confronts the evil one in his wiles, spoiling for a fight. What's more, he equips us to enter the fight with the knowledge that he stands right beside us. We need to train ourselves in small measures of self-denial, so that we eventually will become stronger, distancing ourselves more and more from Satan's poisonous influence. Along with several other guys from North Dakota, I attended a seminary called the Pontifical College Josephinum in Columbus, Ohio, back in the 1990s. Once the seminarian began the graduate-level study program, the diocese picked up the whole tab. Now, the story I'm about to tell is related to our God's Gift Appeal, and I don't recall whether or not I have told this story, but it's something that has always stayed with me. Bishop Sullivan had an interesting approach when it came to paying our tuition. The academic year at the Josephinum was divided into three quarters, or trimesters. At the start of each term, Bishop had the diocese send the tuition check directly to me. I had to hand-deliver it to the financial office. Now, the cost to attend was, as far as I recall, around $30,000 a year, so I would hold that check in my hands with five figures on it and Bishop's signature. I remember finding it ironic that despite being a light piece of paper, it was an awful lot of money. I thought to myself, this should be heavier than it is. The seminary financial office informed me that Fargo was the only diocese they worked with that did it that way. Every other one mailed the payment directly to the school. All these years later, I still remember that decision by Bishop Sullivan. He wanted us seminarians to know that the money sending us to school didn't grow on trees. It wasn't some passive-aggressive tactic to manipulate our discernment and keep us on track like some guilt trip. I saw it as a deeply touching, direct connection to the stewardship of my fellow Catholics. Some farmer, teacher, or insurance salesman in some parish in our diocese prayed and thought about making their own God's gift pledge. Some grandparent had in mind their own grandchildren and how they would need the sacraments. They had a hundred things they could do with that money, but they chose to generously share God's gifts to them. We were really a community, working together and lifting one another up in prayer. One day, I as a priest would be living among them and serving the families who made pursuing my vocation possible. There are many other ministries that benefit from our participation in the God's Gift Appeal. Next week is Commitment Weekend, and I'll have more to say about the appeal at that time. You will find at the entrances these envelopes and brochures in case you don't receive a mailing directly. Remember that the option of a secure online pledge is available anytime at fargodiocese.org. Thank you in advance for doing your part. We're counting on you. Amen.